right, guys. Lord, I pray for your grace this morning as I attempt to share your heart and your character and your narrative and your love for us and pray for this. Uh, I pray that you would help me pray this through and help us pray this through and walk through this in Yeshua's name. All right, so this is a little bit uh, surprised upon me. I was having a nice conversation with Matt Anderson on Thursday morning about the Torah portion and its application for today, what we're going through in this age, in our country. And uh, I felt like the Lord gave me a, a strategy as we were talking together, he and I. And I didn't have any time and I wasn't going to prepare, had a really busy week. Um, but then Rich texted me yesterday and said, hey, do you want to do the intercession? I was like, did you talk to Matt? He's like, no. I'm like, all right. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> Let's do this then. Okay. So before I jump into, it's going to be, a, this is a prayer time, really, an intercession time, but before I jump into it, um, I want to speak about the, the lay of the land that's ahead of us, that's in front of us. It's a very tricky bit of territory. There's, you know, as the Lord's been leading us, there's ravines on both sides, and the path winds, and it's steep falls in both directions, and it's a very windy territory. Kind of picture that in your mind, and that's what we're walking through in the Spirit. But the Lord has promised to give us hind's feet. Hind is an old word for a, a female deer. Uh, they could actually climb up high on places where they could replace their front feet with their back feet and not like in the exact place and keep moving around as a very nimble type of thing. And Habakkuk is the passage that's us from Habakkuk 3.19. And the context of Habakkuk is it's chaos, it's spiritual decline, and yet he uh, chooses to rejoice and trust in the Lord that he would give him hinds feet in high places in these tricky spaces. So back in February, the Lord gave us a word um, that each month would be a breakthrough, um, that we would have fun number two, which is different than fun number one. And uh, for those that haven't heard that, fun number two is the kind of fun that you realize was fun when you look back on it. Not while you're having it. So if you've been like, no, this has been terrible, then you're having fun number two. <laughs> he promised us in February there's going to be waves and then breakthrough, waves and then breakthrough, waves and breakthrough. And they're going to be hard, and they're each we're going to lead to breakthrough in our wholeness personally and in breakthrough for the nation and the city and the state that we uh, pray for and represent and that the waves, you know, would not be this defensive thing where we're just kind of like, uh, you know, just getting hit all the time and it's a very weak thing. But actually the Lord's advancing because he's the one carrying us forward. The Lord of hosts, Adonai Tsevaot, is with us. Imanu, Adonai Tsevaot, Imanu is with us. So these waves are coming because we're going forward. You may not fail that individually. You may be in your different places living out your life faithfully. You may not feel like you're taking ground, but that's not true. We are, as a body, taking ground. And everybody, as they're standing firm, remember the verse in Ephesians about the armor says about standing. And once you've done everything to stand, stand again. And so that's advancing. Um, and the waves are kind of like when they're taking the land of the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Chibuzites and the Pillowfites. <laughs> you're listening. <laughs> yeah, they didn't last long, did they? Lord, can we have the pillow fights in September, maybe? <laughs> or October when it's Sukkot, you know? No, I... 
but so before Joshua went into the land, he met the Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts, Adonai Tzavahot, and he said, are you for us or against us? And of course he said, no. He didn't fall into the two categories that Joshua had presented him with, you know. That's a typical thing, giving person A, B choice. They're kind of two false choices, and there's actually a third option. Which is interesting, because he's not completely for everything that we are, the sinful parts of us, the blind spots. He's not for that, but he's not against us either, because he's leading us. So it's both. And that's what we have signed up to do here in this congregation. So back to um, the land ahead of us. We've been talking a lot about the issues in our country, the rage in our country right now, and we can, ex- the, 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 the path we're taking, these ravines on the right, like on the right, is if we accept all this unhealthy shame, let me back up a little bit, when a, when, when a negotiator or a manipulator wants you to do something, they give you choices to give you the illusion of choice. We've talked about this before. So they don't care if you ch- choose A or B, they just want you to make one of their choices, they want you to accept their framework. And unhealthy shame is powerful. If you want to get somebody to do something, you can do it. It's pretty ugly. It's sinful. But it's powerful, right? And if you have a place in you, and all of us do, I do, where unhealthy shame messages can land, the enemy's got a thumb on you. And now you're forced into two options. Option one is totally capitulate to the shame message. Totally buy into it and let the person giving you the shame tell you exactly how to fix that shame, right? That's what they're going to do. The other option is you can completely revolt against the shame and ignore everything and all the message and everything that's actually real about what's going on in the situation. And that's what we're dealing with in our nation right now. Two options, and we don't want to take either one of them. So the Lord is walking us through this path because the goal is to get us to pick one of the two options. And the first option, we're just capitulating to the anarchy, if you will, the people wanting that. Option two, we completely ignore the hurting in our nation. And we just say, it's so ridiculous, I'm just not even going to pay attention to it. He doesn't care which one of these options we pick, just as long as we pick one of them. That's what we're going to pray about today. We're going to pray that the Lord breaks down that framework and walks us out of unhealthy shame. I really feel like the Lord is transitioning our community into a place of getting rid of these shame power plays that the enemy can have on us so that we can walk into deeper healing in all the areas of our life. And the Lord has been so gracious to allow us to hear the message that's coming up with the riots in our nation right now to really bring this to the forefront and get healing and to reach out to the hurting. So the passages this morning were um, a preparation. You know, when Moses was leading the people, and they were angry at him. His first reaction was to fall on his face. His first reaction was humility. And you could, I could, anybody, any one of us could look at a guy like Moses and say, he went from not really leading anybody to leading a few million who were really upset with him. So you could have grace for his learning curve and just be like, you know what, you don't even have to put up with that. You know, that's so ridiculous to ask this of you in such a short amount of time. But that's not what Moses felt about his role. He felt He's like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, and I need to humble myself and ask for more instruction. I don't care if this is an unfair ramp up for me. I'm going to fall on my face, ask the Lord where I need to change, where are my blind spots, and that's what he did. So this prayer is going to have two parts. One is asking the Lord to help us to see the blind spots, 
forgive us for our institutional or, you know, just presumptuous sins and patterns. And the second part is going to be to come against the false accusations and the false unhealthy shame messages against us. Um, I just want to warn you, don't receive unhealthy shame during part one because the narrative of this congregation, the narrative over us, is that we've said yes to this message. We've, <clears throat> we've gone into the, for, for many of us, difficult um, understanding that our identity as the church used to be that we had triumphed over and against the Jewish people that had failed their calling and rejected the Messiah. That's, the, that's been a narrative in the church. And it's not the only narrative, but that's been a narrative in the church, and a number of us have come out of that. So we have that heart to address these blind spots, to get rid of that systemic anti-Semitism that we had and journeying into this. So that is the narrative, and the Lord's just taking us further. So just don't receive any unhealthy shame in part one. And uh, yeah, so let's begin. <laughs> All right. Yeah, everyone, let's stand. That's good. Thank you. And if there's any uh, gaps in these messages, you know, eldership, please jump up, add in, because it's a kind of a legal thing, and so we want to be complete here. So I welcome that, of course. All right. So, Lord, we thank you that you have created every one of us in your image and that every one of us has immense worth in your eyes. We thank you that our identity comes from being part of your family and that your family is a Jew and Gentile multi-ethnic family, each bearing your image. Thank you that you created us and then died to redeem us so that we would know through your humility, Yeshua, your humility of being exposed, of being shamed, and hanging on a cross, showing us that we do not need to cling to the world system of feeling superior to others to have identity and legitimacy in your eyes. At that time, Yeshua, many viewed you as holy inferior and as a failure, and yet in that moment, you still knew who you were, where you came from, and where you are, were going. Therefore, our identity and legitimacy come from being image bearers of you and being saved and redeemed by you and you alone. Therefore, we want to humble ourselves and present ourselves before you, asking you to forgive us for our presumptuous sins, as King David asked in Psalm 19, to forgive us of our blind spots, to forgive us of any and all systemic and generational prejudices we have, and lead us out of those ways, and then, beyond these prejudices, forgive us for segregating ourselves from other ethnicities within your body and outside your body, and for being complacent and not realizing how much we need all of the families of the earth that you created. Forgive us for not seeing the table we are sitting at as your table, and for only seeing the seats of the folks we know and are comfortable with. We declare before you that we agree with you and want to follow you as you break down these barriers and expand and unify your family. Bring the foundations of our identity and legitimacy fully onto you and you alone. And as the remnant that you made righteous, we intercede for the identity of our nation. We lay our faults before you, not whitewashing them, but we humble ourselves, pray and seek your face and ask that you heal our land. Just as in the portion with Korah, there are many voices right now calling for anarchy and the complete teardown of our nation. Many voices calling for change that are guided by intentional agendas to bring evil and not good, to sow destruction and not healing, to bring division and not restoration. 
there are many that are, uh, that are capitalizing on the legitimate pain and suffering of many in our black communities, and these people are hijacking it onto ungodly ideologies and political agendas. Many black leaders, Lord, are seeing this happen, and they are calling it out for what it truly is. These are their assessments, not mine, Lord. So we speak to you, Lord, specifically about the principalities and powers driving these dark narratives. Earlier this year, you said to the spirit realm that whatever spirits did not bow their knees to the Lord, that those spirits would get their knees cut out from under them. So, Lord, we agree with your declaration and pray that back to you. We say, do it, Lord. Do not regard their offering, their narrative of our nation. There are many within your body that have worked by the power of your Holy Spirit to bring healing to this nation, healing to our relationships with the black community. Yes, there, are needs, to, there needs to be more, but you get to determine how and what that looks like, and you will empower us to do that. We reject the solutions that come from the enemy, the unachievable expectations of the enemy, the bondage and unhealthy shame messages that come from the enemy, and welcome your correction, your discipline, your healthy shame. You be our God. Do not turn our nation over to those other gods. Empower us to return to you. And Father, for those that are caught up in this, that do not know what they do, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Heal their woundedness, heal their legitimate hurts and pains that have guided them to listen to these narratives and to propagate them and jump on board, Lord. Father, we pray for their salvation. Help us to love our enemies. It's good to pray for our enemies, Father. Help us to do that. Help us when we're reading the news to pray for those that are um, against you, Lord, and seeking to tear down what you are doing, Lord. In Yeshua's name, we pray all these things. Amen. Absolutely.